With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that's on the run from the Child Support Agency. This week, Champions League were having a laugh. Maisie's goal gives us a deserved win against Bursaspor, and whisper it, we could qualify for the last 16. The pod assesses our chances of progress, and not content with that, the Ayrshire Messi breaks hearts at Tynecastle and Parkhead 2, with a last-minute winner to keep our 100% record alive. We salute the team's magnificent seven wins and ask, is this the best start since 92-93? All that and more coming up on Heart and Hand. A stellar week for Rangers is matched by a stellar lineup on this week's pod. Starting off, the best dick at Ibrox since Dick Advocat, Mr Scott Vandenacker. Good evening everyone. It's nice to remain, unlike most Celtic fans' wives, unbeaten. Oh, a good start to the podcast. It's nice to see that we're uh, a track that politically correct audience right from the start. Us, the Guardian podcast. Just nail our colours to the mast. Sitting in front of me this evening, back from his trip to darkest Zanzibar, yes, it's the heart and hand fashionista, Mr Fraser Maguire Martin. How you doing, mate? Very well, sir. Greetings, have people. How are you? You have turned up tonight. We, we sense a sort of steely determination to have a go at us for last week's criticism of you when you were in far-flung climate slash gay bars. <laughs> it was when I got a text when I came back saying that you took one hell of a rinsing in the podcast this week. Yes. I thought, right, oh, I... We, we do apologise for that now that you're here. We're very good for talking about people behind their backs. And, of course, the cuddliest member of the Heart and, Heart, Heart and Hand community. Yes, it's Mark Dingwall. All right, handsome? Good evening, brothers and sisters. Oh, for God's sake. Right, and we're going to go straight on to the football then because everybody here's arrived, just quite frankly, too full of fun. At least I hope it's fun and, and not booze. There's only one place to start this week. Uh, Champions League night at Ibrox. Absolutely wonderful occasion. And even better than that, I... Reasonably comfortable victory. Three years almost to the night since we'd won a Champions League game. It was comfortable. Um, it's hard to tell how good Bursaspor were. They didn't look very good. But I hate saying that because then people use it as a sort of stick to beat you with. Mm. 
but you can only beat what's in front of you and I thought we're quite comfortable I think that sometimes there's a tendency to do that to say if we get beat by a good team that we're rubbish and if we beat another team we say well they're rubbish rather than just saying it was a good performance Absolutely and there was this uh, school of thought saying that they might be the worst team in the Champions League this year but of course anybody scratched their head and went have you seen Braga? Yeah How many teams have we played now that according to the likes of Mark Guidi are the worst team in the Champions League history that must be the 18th worst team in the Champions League history that we've played There's been a lot Um, but to get back to I had a a wonderful night I really really enjoyed myself thought it was a great night What are the gamer in general? (laughs) Maybe getting rinsed what was that getting rinsed? Uh, That's a a worry you know I've just got this vision of people uh, thinking that we wash Fraser's hair and and the breaks for the podcast at least I hope that's he, what he it is. He does have long, luxurious locks, and that's actually a good contrast with you, Mark, because uh, there's many things people could say about your, and I say in inverted commas, hair, but uh, long and luxurious isn't isn't a couple of metaphors that could be accurately used, yeah. is it? You are, of course, welcome to examine my nut at any time you want. Um, Mark, though, uh, five four one at home, there was some criticism when the team was announced, but uh, there wasn't much criticism after 90 minutes. He always obviously assumes that in Europe you're going to be up against people who are fitter, faster, more tight. Ta- tactically aware than what you play in the SPL and that uh, he's found a winning formula and he's going to stick by it. I thought it was quite interesting as well listening to Radio Scotland before the game. Um, they had a roving reporter out at Ibrox saying to people, you're not going to believe this, he's gone with the same lineup as he went to Old Trafford. I think expecting Bears to turn around and say, oh, a disgrace, defensive. The three Bears I spoke to were like, shrugged his shoulders at Sir Walter, we trust him, we're going to go with it. What um, I found really heartening about that, Fraser, that you've touched on something there, is the fact that Walter appears to have learned from what happened last year. We didn't fall into the same trap that we did against Dunaria. We kept the ball better. That was immediately clear. We were more comfortable on the ball. The defence was more, just more solid. Last year we were hacking the ball off the light anywhere into Rosette. There was never panic. There was never panic at Old Trafford either. And there's a sort of calmness about the team. I think they all know what they're doing. They all know the rules. And I think someone, one of the players interviewed afterwards said they've been together for two years and they know each other's game, and they know what's expected of them when they step onto a field. I think there's an element of also the fans are a wee bit more mature as well. We don't want to get pumped every year. Correct, so. <laughs> you know, uh, but we're used to the way Walter plays, we're used to what's successful. That's what people want. Yeah, we want we want success, and it's nice to be able to go into Champions League and compete and not fear those nights. The tension that you have playing in Europe is also um, part of the enjoyment, if you will. You know, the fact that you know, you're going to be under more pressure than you usually are. Uh, I find that the, the game's kind of zip pie. In one of the more bizarre sites of the Champions League experience, when I got home from the match the other night and I turned on the ITV highlights, it was great because they had a full pack of highlights, but the studio guest was Steve Hodge. And you thought, there's a blast for the past. Is it Paul Bracewell that's going to be in for the Valencia game? <laughs> but um, he said that it was one of the best Champions League goals of the week, and uh, I think I'd be tended to agree. It was a terrific move. It was, but um, I'm fearing there's going to be a bit more added to that, isn't there? About a certain goal scorer? No, I was going to start off with Whitaker's magnificent crossfield ball, Big Kirk, another Ayrshire boy, getting the nut on it and putting it into the danger but, but. area, and then the Ayrshire Messi coming in and striking away. I believe it was a Hives who sung that song, I Hate to Say I Told You So, and I remember at the time thinking, that's bollocks, because I love to say I told you so. I've been telling you, the three of you in particular, for three and a half years, that this boy was going to be a star for us. Admit it, I was right you were wrong. No. Razor? Has he got a contract renewal coming up? He might have. Neither here nor there. Mark, Wonderful what? goal made in Orenshire. Right, so I think basically what you are saying, and in your own way, listeners, you can't see the body language, but if you did, it's quite submissive and it's quite 
in a way, they're all saying that, David, you were right, uh, and we thank you, and we'll never, ever doubt you again. Um, I think that's what you're saying, right? Back in Club Zanzibar again. Submissive. <laughs> getting rinsed, perhaps, later. Yeah, there's, oh. there's a, a whole hair-washing thing going on this yes. week. Um, I wash my hair this morning, and I only wash my hair every couple of weeks because it robs it of essential oils otherwise. But you didn't know that. It's a new low for this pod. That is. And it's low already, I have to say. <laughs> exactly. We don't have a very high standard no. to begin with in terms of our masculinity. Does this give us a chance of getting through the group? I mean, whisper it. We don't want to get carried away. We've got really tough games against Valencia, but, you know, we're, we're in the mixer. I think we're delighted to be playing Valencia at home first because we might just nick something. The way we're playing defensively, go to Mestalla, who knows. Are we perhaps more likely to be able to go and nick a point away from home given the way that we've proven the last two seasons, even last year's run, that we can set up and defend? No, I think we'll, we'll stick with this uh, for the, the rest of the campaign. You can drive yourself absolutely nuts looking at the, the statistical um, possibilities of what we can do. Okay, everybody thought after the 4-0 game that Bursaspor would become the whipping boys. You've also got your, your eye on, you know, the third spot for the for the Europa League, which I think most of us were, were hoping we might be able to do. I think the, the next game, it's only after those two results come in, us and the opponents, that you can actually start to, to plan. I think that, Fraser, you said to me coming out of the game the other evening that you had really seen a, seen a team as naive as Bursaspor. But does that work both ways in that that was a good time to get them because they might learn as the campaign gets on and become a wee bit tougher to beat and maybe a Valencia man, you might drop points against them down the line? There's two points there, actually. One, I, I, they didn't wait, waste time very well. They, they, they panicked under pressure. They didn't get bookings. They didn't get fouls. The goalkeeper was horrendous. goalkeeper was all over the shop. And the flip side of that, of course, is how mature are we in Europe now? I mean, I've been watching teams come and do that to us for 25 years and we're always the Aunt Sally's. Lose goals at terrible times, never waste time correctly, always get ourselves booked, etc. So that was really good to see. Um, in terms of going forward, the one thing that maybe worries me is that um, this formation we've got took Sir Alex Ferguson big time by surprise. Turkish guy didn't really deal with it. But the Valencia um, coach, Sir Alex, and this Turkish guy, they now know how we play. So leading up to games... Um, Can I just say, Fraser, that, that kudos for the effortless way you covered up the fact you didn't know who the Bursaspor manager was and twice referred to him as the Turkish guy. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I think you deserve a bit of credit it's for that. that kind of insightful sort of background to football. That's why we have him yeah, in here, isn't it? I'm being holiday. My standards have slipped down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Do you know the thing? You get criticised for this week in, week out, mate, because you are a bit of a football geek, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you will watch any old shite. You will watch Icelandic second division, mm-hmm. Gablund versus Osk, mm-hmm. and you get criticised for it. But I tell you, I bet he can't name one of the Turkish players even now. I can. I can. Well, a Turkish player or one of the Turkish players? Oh, oh, you, you, you're, att- you're attempting to buy time for yourself while you're flicking through your it. massive amounts no, of research. He just did it. Either that or I just did it. He just did it. Oh, Mark, you owe money. money. Mark, uh, who is the Turkish boy to whom I refer? <laughs> Does anybody know his name? The Turkish manager. I, I thought you were right know. first time. I just wanted to draw attention because I thought you did it seamlessly. You it can on, spot your media training there. It was on Sky's Champions League Weekly. They interviewed the Turkish guy. That yeah. just came up under his... Under his under yeah, his, I, yeah, I think when he got married, they said, do you, Mrs. Oligout, take... The Turkish guy, to be your lawfully wedded Turkish bloke. I think it was very STV sports coverage-esque. Let's not bother with it. Some Turkish guy. Some Turkish guy. Can I be pessimistic at this stage? Well, it's not like you, but just (laughs) this once. Just for once. Fraser started sort of hitting a few problems. One is, the video footage is now out there for the Valencia manager. 541, it won't be a shock. It's not going to catch people by surprise. Secondly, I don't know how well Kenny Miller's working as a lone striker. Not in the SPL, but in the European Something setting. you've mentioned for a while, both for Scotland and Rangers. Not entirely convinced. The other night, it should have come off a bit earlier. It 
wasn't his night. And thirdly, we do tend to start Champions League groups quite well and deteriorate massively. And lastly, we have to go and face Bursa Spore in the last game in Bursa Spore, and all three of you have suggested that they may have learnt a few tricks by then. Mm. So that's not ideal. But I think third, I think personally we won't get out of the group in the last 16 and will get through to Europa League. That's Which we would possibly have taken before we started. Can I dare to be positive and say that... Oh, we've got glass half full and glass half, half empty, empty here. tonight, yeah. Um, We're going to leave this to the listeners to size. Make yeah. your case then. The way Rangers are playing at the moment, uh, the togetherness in the squad, the spirit we've got, um, the quality of football we're playing, the Scottish stroke Northern Ireland element in the squad, it all leads you back to 92-93. There's a, there's a spirit there which you never know, maybe we could be onto something this year. Do you think we should release a single then? Do we release With a single players? in 92-93? No, but that's what teams with good team spirit do. They'll sort of do that. Well, but the Al- I feel like the Alan McGregor song would be a good one to release. Well, yes, I think we should, yeah. I had a Rangers album from the 70s which had uh, the, the first team on the front cover. It wasn't sung by the, the, the first team, but it included the song on it, Rangers Canny Sign a Catholic, um, <laughs> and which included the, the fantastic line, we can sign a Zulu warrior, but we'll never sign a Tim. Uh, cultural so awareness Cultural awareness And I like the fact That the club allowed A photograph of yeah. the, At the time to, to Rangers staunchly Anti-racist Even then Even then even th- yeah. That's what to take From that that's what Back take, then yeah. we, would have, we would have Happily taken yes. uh, Anybody well, But uh, uh, you know, Part of this podcast Will now form part Of the next Celtic Supporters Trust Complaint to you For the Rangers Oh absolutely <laughs> yeah. And the evidence That's provided <laughs> by David Edgar I yeah. have to pull myself Up there Because it got mentioned On the Facebook I say absolutely About every Seven seconds And podcast and I thought I'm going to have to deal with this uh, so I've got everybody's comfort words Mark right. starts every single sentence with I think and then has a gap Scott will go hmm while he's thinking I do and Fraser goes absolutely 100% so I'm introducing a sort of swear box in the middle here if any of us use it and I've got to put the first 50 pence in because I'm going less than a pound the amount I say absolutely and basically I think if we put in every time we do this We'll have enough money to buy the club by about mid-January. I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, no, I'm mm. not letting you away with it. Um, so, Fraser, can I ask you one thing? Have you booked up for Wembley next May? No, I've booked up for Dublin instead. Right. <laughs> well, I did Manchester, that. you ain't seen nothing. I did that. We worked in the same place at the time, Fraser, and I, I wandered in still drunk after the Werder Bremen game. I was getting some abuse from uh, some of the Tims who worked there and then made a big show of going on the internet and applying for tickets for the UEFA Cup final and booking a hotel room in Manchester. Uh, and forgot, promptly forgot all about it until I got the thing through saying you've been successful for tickets. Um, so it works. So maybe, maybe we should. Do you think if we, the final was in Dublin and we got there, many fans would bother travelling? Oh, you've six, six or seven hundred, maybe. Thousand? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it would be, it would be an exceptional thing. So what was already a good week with the Champions League result was made into a fantastic week, uh, especially if you're a nasty lover like me, by a, a tremendous result at Tyne Castle and more importantly, a really, really good performance. I think that, uh, you know, I've seen us play a lot worse than we played in the first 80 minutes and, and be, be comfortably winning. But uh, when it looked as though we weren't going to turn it around, this team showed again it's got a lot of heart. I believe you were in receipt of one of my text messages before the first half had finished saying, we are going to score again. I have to say that, pod listeners, Mark was very confident and did suggest that we the victory was in the bag. Although there were a, a couple of extra times um, in this game where you just thought, oh my God, Hearts you know, could have got, I don't know, what, two, two, three good chances. Yeah, I think Kyle's missed two. Kyle's header. He's saying to half, and the header in particular. But against that, their keeper has made a save in the 91st minute that was out of this world. He's made a great save from Lafferty just before. We've had the pose through Parpatch. We've had so many decent chances. But do you know what I liked as well? was in the uh, evening extra time, we weren't just launching the ball up. 
we were carrying the ball, we were passing the ball, and eventually it came. Yeah. Dav- Davis looked a bit better in the midfield. He was passing well. The whole the team attack. was passing and moving. That's the thing. I think it's time to put this myth domestically anyway to bed that Rangers don't play good football because the football's been terrific for the past well, since the start of the well, season. It's, it's been patchy, but it's been better. We're trying to do the right thing, and it's one for the naysayers. A lot of people said it'll be slogged to the three in a row. It'll be all this. I think it's been yeah, better. You. Me. Yeah. <laughs> it's been better though than many people expected. And uh, yesterday was on the deck, completely one touch stuff. We kept it on the carpet. And not in the carpet. Not in the carpet. And it's another one for the people that gainsay Walter Smith. You know, he's he just he keeps surprising you, and it's always pleasant surprises. The, the thing about yesterday that was really entertaining was that all of our good football were really good passing and movement, guys getting into different positions and having options. But a lot of the time, the decision making, which I criticise a lot over the last few seasons, was excellent. Uh, and then they just don't seem to give up. Uh, the old days Rangers, we used to say, why the Celtic get these last minute winners? Because they keep going for them, mm. they keep believing they're going to get them. Our guys have started to to have that in their locker. It was the one thing people used to say about O'Neill was that his players would run through brick walls for him, no matter how average they were. You always got that extra 10%, mm-hmm. and we seem to have that in spades at the moment. But see, I only knew what O'Neill's Celtic team were like from the press coverage, so yeah. I believed that they were better than the, the current Barcelona side. Mm-hmm. Or was I wrong? I think what's interesting, though, as well, if you look at the Champions League as well, which you hinted at earlier, David, they're expressing themselves and their talent a lot better. Last few seasons, there was a lot of players... Champions League last year at home, they were just kicking the ball the way they were facing, scared to make challenges. This year, people want on the ball. They're trying to do their best with it. They're looking for somebody in space. They're enjoying their football, it seems more, and they're expressing themselves as professionals. And it comes through. Yeah. When you say they're expressing themselves, do you mean like they're creating origami figures that, that express joyousness? Not, no, 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 Not through, creatively, it's, no. It's through the medium of dance. Through the medium of modern dance. But, yeah. to, to that Madonna song, Express Yourself. Uh, one thing which I, I thought we should uh, mention as well was Nisi's obviously got the um, all the plaudits, particularly for the goal, but what I enjoyed with the game was one was Davis and two was, was Papach, who I think, you know, if it hadn't been for the goal, you know, could possibly have got man of the match. I also thought Papach, even though wise or Weiss or didn't have a, I think a particularly stunning game I thought the, the interplay between him and Papach was excellent uh, Somebody was asking we, what were we going to go for nickname for, for Vice and uh, I think most people have settled on Miami but I quite liked the father's ad I think yes, it's probably the best one for him. And also, probably worthy of mentioning dispatches was Kyle Lafferty with a Charlie Adam esque free kick. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed, uh, Kyle Lafferty. And I was sitting watching with a friend, and as Lafferty went to intimated he was going to hit the free kick, I turned around and said, I can't believe he's going to. And my friend said to me, You'll not be saying that when it hits the. And at that point, it actually mm. did hit the back of the net. And it wasn't even Cammy who then texted me immediately. Um, oh. But then, but ah, uh, but then Super Nazi went yeah. done again, and then got me out of jail. I love it. Can we do one of his block capital texts using the word Kalaf again? Yes, he some did. Some exclamation, loads of exclamation loads marks. Loads of exclamation marks. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's really scary actually because you know we we joke about a man love for Nazi and uh, joke again in <laughs> You say joke, but yeah. uh, but Cammy really does have something. Mm. Speaking of man love about Morrissey, do it's another player really coming onto a game. Yeah. Opinions divided. There is, are many people telling me that they, they don't feel he's coming onto a game as they're telling me that he is. last 15 minutes against Bursa Sport, he was absolutely super. Did, I these, a good game did these people watch all. the Bursa Sport game before not, they criticised him? They're not really neutral, are you? Well, he says he's the greatest footballer currently playing his trade anywhere in the global football game. Well, that, that's very straight to the point. Maybe. Maybe, yes. Can I just, can I just put in a caveat yeah. of he's not? It's hard to um, say. If Carlsberg did horseshit. Yeah, <laughs> then, then Scott, Scott would have a lifetime yeah. supply. Okay, then we're going to move on to our next section, which is the, the long-running and not-much-loved Spears of the Week. 
Spears of the Week is our longest running and most beloved feature. It's the franchise feature of the pod, the one that, that gets people talking from here to Dar es Salaam. Is that a place? It's probably near Zanzibar. It could be near Zanzibar. Spears of the Week is a section where we look at the person who's made the biggest James Hunt of themselves over the past week. It can be some ridiculous statement. It can be, for instance, uh, if you want to think, it's, it's something ludicrous like Comedy Dave from Radio 1 being called Comedy Dave despite all the evidence to the contrary. It's named in honour of Graham Spears, who is a former sports writer who currently at the Times is reaching an audience of 617 people, 612 of which are family members or people that he's annoyed into paying a pound subscription. I'd like to think that I might retain my crown, but Cammy's not here. And the only reason I won last week was because you took against Cammy. That is true. That's true. So I'm not... Fraser's winning, but go on anyway. I know. Yeah, the Golden Boy's back. I can see the football. It's actually taunting me. Yeah. For new listeners, um, Cammy gave me a gift of a signed Rangers football from 99-2000 and thus is going to win. Um, Scott, Scott's doing, he's, he's kind of trying to, to get me on side, he brings biscuits and things like that, but at the moment you're going to go with the, with the ball. So we'll go Scott, Mark and then uh, Fraser, because that way we can end with the winner, but go on Scott, you can, you can kick us off. Yes, thanks, it's, it's, you've really built me up with that one. I think so. Think, yeah. I think I've got two. You're not talented at this, but you're enthusiastic. Yeah. I know, I bring loads with me and never win. It's, kind of, it's primary school, isn't it? Yeah, My hands up in front row. <laughs> yeah, please, please, please. I'm desperately me. trying yeah. to ignore the kind of skelly-eyed kid at yes. the front. First of all, I think we have to have goalkeeper Donald Morales, okay, from Honduras, who was criticised in the local press with some appalling gaffes. And at an open training session involving the media, he then shot the journalist in question. <laughs> right. He, he he brought his air rifle and shot Saul Cranfer. Apparently he hadn't <laughs> apparently he hadn't taken it well. But this was what people, afterwards he hadn't taken it well. Was this guy born in Milton or something? <laughs> yeah. It was obviously a, bit, a sort of hint of the Diego Maradona about that. How can he be the Spears of the Week though? Because everybody around the table has gone, I wish one of our yeah. players would do that. Yes. Apparently can, can you imagine if we had the Spears of the Week in memoriam because yeah. Kurt Broadfoot had yeah. shot him? That would be I know. That would be if, I would I would think have, find him. Yeah, that's true. What is he, what, who is he? Where he works, who he is now. So, so what Mark, was the outcome of this? Well, he's going to be suspended by his club. <laughs> but after he'd shot him, he then apparently became remorseful and straight away. It says here, he ran over, helped him come to his senses and asked him to be to be forgiven. The reporter said no. Because <laughs> I really like that. He refused to forgive him. So there you go. But that reminds me of a, a classic story. I was sitting in a pub in Mary Hill many moons ago with a, with a friend and there was uh, two guys were sitting. And uh, they were—they looked like drinking buddies who, who spent many a day together. And at one point, they, they seemed to be sort of having a bit of a laugh. And then all of a sudden, you heard the noise of the chair being pulled back. Guy number one picks up his glass, smashes it against the, the table, and then thrusts it into the guy's throat and stands over him triumphantly saying, Who's the fanny now? <laughs> and I like the idea that the guy was going to lie there, kind of try to clutch his jugular, you know, to where it should be with a went. Me, yeah. I'm the fanny now. Sorry, biggin. Yeah, it yeah. was me. And the best thing about it was they made up before the ambulance came and the, the stabby guy went while handcuffed to the copper who'd arrived holding his mate's hand because his mate insisted that he go with him to hospital. That's true love. It was That's touching, it was touching. touching. And my attempt to win sleep, this week... Sleep within Mary Hill. Absolutely. Yes. It was beautiful. I, 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 was touched. I was certainly crying. <laughs> yes. I'm going for Derby County goalkeeper Stephen Bywater. Now apparently he's a modern artist... And he put an installation into his back garden and he's complaints from every single one of his neighbours and everyone who's seen it. Um, it's not art as we would know it. It apparently is a defaced portaloo, an inflatable sex doll, a horse box and a used and soiled mattress. Hmm. Derby County have completely dissociated themselves from the artwork and the police have become involved 
Local press dubbed it erotic. I don't know. Used portal and inflatable. We'll stick all, a maybe. picture of this up on yeah. Facebook because it really is an eyesore. I saw this and I was thinking when they said it was a sort of art thing that there might be some merit in it. No, yeah. it looks like my old neighbour, the guy who was committed for his alcoholism. Yeah. It looked like his back door. You know where there were like dogs that had just died and desiccated. Who are you, Jonathan Meads or something? It's a fine. Uh, no, the, the guy is a pie. Scott uh, has, has done well to draw this attention. We will stick the, the picture up. Uh, and he's also a racist because it was a black sex doll. Maybe that was in a good way, though. Oh, you mean like a guy out of U2 with the five black hookers? Yeah, it? yeah, Adam Clayton at U2. Could have been he liked. Apparently apologised, though, for causing any offence. No, well, I, was, yeah. I nearly did it again. I'd say I'm getting better. Was, yeah. I caught myself there. Mm-hmm. Right. I think you're in the running because I will judge this in a Presbyterian fashion. We, we joke and say that Fraser's going to win it, but he's not. And I have to say, your first guy, I don't know if I can give him Spears of the Week, but I, I feel that I should give you an award just for bringing that to our attention because that was actually good. Mark, can we, every week Mark arrives and every week Mark says, I have the winner, so? I've got two winners this week. No. Both of them are from the guy who does the official alerts. Imagine if you will watching the TV your, you know, Can we explain this to, to people who maybe don't get them? The official text alerts from the club that you pay for and you get them sent to your mobile, yeah. which we all don't pay for because you get them and then forward them on to us, so we save a couple it's, of coins a month. It's handy if you're out in a mission in Afghanistan, yeah. apparently. Imagine, if you will, you know, you're luxuriating in the glorious athleticism and the uh, physical poetry that was the game, and you get through the description of the first goal, which is, goal, exclamation mark, K Lafferty, Right foot from right channel, 20 yards. Now, does that really sum up the goal? It's not what, quite, what happened It's there? not quite the Brian Lanville-esque uh, level of, of well, football. F- first of all, first of all the two words, free kick, yes. are somewhat missing. <laughs> yes. you know, bending it round the ball, into the corner, not there. Nizzy's magnificent winner. Nizzy? Are we going back to Nizzy. Bruges, 93? Nizzy, 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 nosy, right? <laughs> What's happened to Mickey you tonight? And, know, have you had a bang on the head? Have you forgotten certain letters and I'm words? I'm a Glaswegian. I didn't have a drink last night. Ah, that's what it is. Anyway, Nizzy's goal. Nizzy's goal, even. Goal, 90. Right foot from centre penalty area, 18 yards. <laughs> Did the guy used to do it for the blind party? Because that's what it sounds... Well, I suppose he wouldn't be writing a text message for the blind party. Mm. Uh, a braille message. A braille message, perhaps. Okay, that... I've, oh, I, I don't know. I've not got a braille phone. Quite quite worthy, Mark, but uh, but in the running. Fraser? Uh, well, I'm going with two uh, old favourites this week. One is the Celtic support. <laughs> and, <laughs> no, uh, the, You know, if they win the Spears of the Week this week, they get to keep it. Yeah, the element of the Celtic support that said that Bursa Spore were forced by UEFA to not wear their famous hoops when they came to Ibrox because of the risk of a riot. I think that was true though. Well, given that we played Sporting Lisbon, who played exactly the same strip three years ago, I don't know where, where this story's come from. I think the, the thing is, is that Celtic fans forget that we find the strip offensive um, because they wear it, not because of the colours of yeah. it. You know, it's, it's not so much the, the garment itself as the, the sort of low-life scurry that, that you often find in it. Absolutely. And it's not as if we've been down, taking a team mob-handed down to Yeovil to have a ruck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the other element of the Celtic support which I'd like to nominate was anybody, and that's anybody that paid into the Ibrox coffers during the week to stand in the away end and watch the glorious Queen's Eleven triumph in the Champions League. <laughs> Thanks very much indeed, folks. Yeah, there, there was apparently sort of up to 50 Celtic supporters had done so, and I worked that out at 50 times 40 quid a ticket. Um, was, you know, nearly two grand into the Rangers' coffers, so thanks very much, or nearly a grand, I know two grand, it was right the first time, I still have more confidence in my maths, uh, into the, the Ibrox coffers, so thanks very much, boys. 
Okay then, um, decision time and you know, uh, uh, yes, Fraser. So well done, Fraser. On Thank your you very triumph. Much. Uh, a shock triumph. A shock well, triumph. I, really I, I don't even, to be honest, I don't even know what you said. Okay, competition time. Last week we launched the first ever Heart and Hand competitions. There were two competitions and two lots of prizes. Scott, you can tell us about the, the one worth winning, which was uh, the South American flavour book giveaway. It was. It was a, a samba feel to it. And it was actually a proper prize, like an actual proper show would have. An actual thing, wasn't an it? Actual three thing. actual things. Three actual what things. What were the prizes? Garincha by Ray Castro. I'll look at the fantastic Brazilian winger's career and tragic demise. Football, Brazilian Way of Life by Alex Bellos, which is a great look at how football grew up in Brazil and all the famous teams and how they came about. And Diego Maradona's fantastically narcissistic autobiography, El Diego. Yeah, a wonderful book. The questions that we asked were, who were the three Argentinians that have played for Rangers since 98? The answer was Canigia, Amato and Nieto. We then asked you which club did Grincha make his name with and play with for almost all his career, and that was Botafogo. And finally, with a tiebreaker. Now, it was an unusual tiebreaker, David. It was an unusual tiebreaker. We asked which one of the regular pod guests was most likely to have a Brazilian and why. And we took a vote on this. We didn't just uh, decide. We took a vote on it. And here's how it went, okay? First out of the running were myself and producer Chris, because apparently we're scruffy. If we don't brush our head hair, we're not going to bother with the hair down under. No, your front bum hair is unlikely to be, to be used. We're down to Mark, Cammy, David and Fraser. Next goes David, campus man on earth, but he owns a dog. I don't believe the dog owners would ever bother with that kind of unpleasantness. That is true. You're not going to shave your homos if you own a dog. A man's pubic hair is his own private kingdom and I will defend him with my life. Correct. Getting tense now. High hopes for Fraser, Espadils, privileged background, a trip to Freddie Mercury's hometown. Yep. But he's unkempt. I mean, shirt outside his slacks, no socks, scruffy hair. He's not going to bother with his pubes either. He's sort of like raffles the gentleman tramp. He is. He's not going to bother with that area, okay? Cameron or Mark? Cameron is a front runner. I mean, he's the kind of guy who would do that, wouldn't he? Yeah, that would have thought. But he's not sexually active, so why would he bother? No one will go near him. That's a, that's a fair point. Why shave your Jack Dawes when you've got nobody coming anywhere near you? I thought Cammy might be the type, though, who would veet it. You know, he would put on... The and then look at it himself yeah. in the mirror. Oh, no. Mark. We've got Mark. Mark's as clean as a whistle, and we asked him about this, because he'd won, I went round to his house, sadly, so that's where I'm recording this from, because I'm still trapped there, <laughs> and, and Mark said this, just because you use Rohypnol, doesn't mean you forget your manners, for him, it's aftershave, a press shirt, and a smooth set of hooded claws, okay, <laughs> so, our winner, who got all of these questions right, including the logic which printed Mark as the man with Brazilian, was Stephen McLeod. So congratulations St- to Stephen. Stephen. The books are coming your way and the horrible haunting mental imagery. <laughs> oh, mother. And the fact that he got it right, which is, he's not been one of your victims, has he? Because no, as well as the books, do we have to send them vouchers <laughs> yes. for psychological support? <laughs> the one that got away. <laughs> close personal friends. <laughs> Absolutely. How he knows is a horrible... It's ghastly. That is ghastly. So that was this week's uh, main giveaway. The other competition we ran was our Bullets for the IRA competition, where we wanted you to tell us uh, some of the things that you weren't allowed to buy as a kid, because people would say, that's a bullet for the IRA. And it was a sort of ludicrous thing that you were banned. So we were saying things like, uh, you weren't allowed to buy uh, McDonald's because that was a bullet for the IRA. You weren't allowed to buy U2 singles because a penny from it went to buy a bullet for the IRA. The IRA seemed to get the cheapest bullets in the whole of 
the whole yeah. of the world back in the day. Uh, some of the clouds, Steve McLeod, who actually won this, he was obviously keen to get, to get <laughs> stuff. Maybe he's one of these guys that you see he goes on countdown and 15 mm. to 1 and everything, you know, this is how he makes <laughs> his money. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the eggheads. Well, he suggested flying mushrooms, air fungus, newspapers left in the canteen, tatty, Dolly Parton C- CDs, Poutine, 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 no. Poutine. No. And uh, this would have been the winner if you only won the other competition. He doesn't buy Magnums, Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, thought, I thought he was in with a chance of that. Fraser Ross said Celtic Sabutio uh, is banned in his house mm-hmm. uh, because that was a bullet for the IRA. Although it was also Paolo Di Canio's favourite team when he was growing up. His grandson would have joined Celtic about 50 years now and claimed it was because of the Celtic Sabutio. So good job we never had any. Although that could be that could be technically ruled out because in the old days you couldn't get a Celtic Sabutio team. You could get a Sport and Lisbon one, the same as with Rangers. You couldn't get a Rangers Sabutio team to buy the Portsmouth team and then sort of paint their socks a bit. <laughs> this is what they had to do, but you, you had to in them days, didn't you, Scott? You had to in them days, yeah. you had to. Absolutely. Yeah. That was how you entertained yourself as a kid. The winner, we had loads and loads of entries, but the winner for this is Jamie Doyle for two reasons. One, Jamie first posted on the Facebook after about week two. Excuse me, excuse me. That sounds like a bit like a bullet for the IRA <laughs> name to me. <laughs> but Jamie first posted and was slagged off on the pod because his Facebook name was Jamie Ross Doyle. And we suggested that it was a bit fanciful. And he's changed it to Aww. just Jamie Doyle. Aww. So we felt a bit guilty. But he really went to town. Everybody was coming out with one entry. And that, that's fair enough. But Jamie had five Yates's Wine Lodge, for obvious reasons. Yes. P&O, for still smuggling them into our country. Mm-hmm. Pepper Army, if you remember them trying to give them away at Ibrox before everyone found out they were in green wrappers. Any Snoop Dogg albums for his Ari Celtic jersey buying antics. And anything with Lindsay Lohan for her wearing of the filth. Seen that done for her well, like most hymns in and out of the pokey. <laughs> uh, and I think that you had to, you had to go for that. But we also have to give credit to, to someone else on the Facebook, and I, I, I I haven't written down his name and I apologise for this. He said, everything from Coat Bridge. Oh, there we go. Then. Every single <laughs> thing from Coat Bridge. But the winner of the Heart and Hand t-shirt, the inaugural Heart and Hand t-shirt, is Jamie Ross Doyle, who we're not letting just be Jamie Doyle. No. He'll always be Jamie Ross Doyle to us. So congratulations. Can I also say there's a fantastic Facebook posting from someone almost in tears saying they weren't going to go for competition because they never win anything. It was almost You encouraged them, though. I'd asked him to go in because... And he, he did send in an entry. Oh, he didn't um, end up. He, he did indeed. He did indeed. Uh, he did send in an entry. And he didn't, he, win right. he didn't win. <laughs> so uh, the, guy, the guy was you know, prescient. Yeah. Other letters, then, that we had this week. Um, we The Facebook's getting really, really busy now, uh, even though we're on it. Which is a special Facebook <laughs> where you can get letters, you don't get posts. Oh, shut up, technical boy. You can tell he runs a website, can't you? Yeah. You just sit there and you you bask in the, the, the money that you've made from pound pound, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, taking money off supporters, people you make me sick. By the way, I've got a book coming out. I don't I don't know if I've <laughs> mentioned it, but uh, uh, out next week if you've bought it online. Oh, if well, not, that, you're going to have to wait. bullet for the IRA one, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yes, Brian Campbell said, I think I asked this before, but is the podcast available download through the BlackBerry podcast app? I don't know. So I'm glad I could answer that there for you, Brian. Brian also... No, I think su- I know so. It might be. It could be, yeah. Um, Brian also supplied some dogs, not only in ranger strips, but in sunglasses. So Excellent. please go on the Facebook if you wish to see that. Uh, Thomas McCabe enjoyed Cammy's anti-sheep sentiment. Thomas was a big guy who approached us and... Right, yeah. that time scared the shit out of his yeah. big non-Irish guy. Big? 
He was six foot six at least. Yeah, he was massive. Like, and he really I recognise you two off the podcast, and that can go either way. He's either a fan or it's like GFK. Jonathan McLeish supplied us with another dog in a strip. Uh, Scott, though, came on and plaintively asked, no dogs in hats yet, which was uh, a little bit sad. David Linney, during the game, came up with the immortal, for fuck's sake, Rangers run a boot, uh, which they did do after after his post must have been communicated mm-hmm. to him. So thanks for that, David. Uh, James West was complaining that they had the cheerleaders back at half time. Uh, Stuart Williamson. Complaining that they did? That they, they did, yeah. So he's a man. Well, well he's, he's, he's upset with it. Maybe you can write back in and, and justify your actions to us. Because we're, we're in a good place to cast aspersions in someone's sexuality on this pod. We're not gay in this pod, we're bi-curious. You know the four poofs in a piano pod? More straight than our pod. Uh, Stuart Williamson said, in the words of the Stranglers, nazy, 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 does it every time, or something like that, we are the yes. people. Um, Scott Gibson, nazy, nazy, give me a goal or two. I'm half crazy over my love for you. Yeah, see what he did there? Took mm-hmm. an old song and made it better, as yes. Paul McCartney suggested. Craig Bohe suggested we are the people. Craig Bohe. Bohe. B-O-W-H-A-Y. It's his name. When are we trying to get another guy to change his name? How many guys? You know, could we be nice to some of the listeners, please? It wouldn't be bad. Um... Tommy Perry, Naismith, you're making it very easy for me to love you. Uh, Ross Edward James Henry. No, oh, come on. Come on, if Jamie Ross third, Doyle. Third baronet. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from one Rangers pod to another. Uh, oh, that must be from the, the We Are The People, People pod. Right, yeah. uh, we're, 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 we're not mentioning them then. No. No, yeah. their, their pod's actually quite good. Yeah. People, people should listen to that. They talk about fit then. Yeah. Uh, Gary Love makes it all worthwhile getting up at 4am for the 4.45am kickoff. The 20 of us here in Brisbane loved it. Should have been more than 1-0. See if they're getting up at 4am to listen to our pod, then, sad. then they've got alcohol issues. Just listen to it later, lads. You know. <laughs> exactly, you know, listen to it on your way to work. Yeah. Big Lee's body armour discussed by Ross Beglin, among others. Uh, Cameron Bell. Mm. Naismith was excellent. Edu was much improved. Lafferty calmed things down and won as the game. That was the Bursa Sport game, so the three minutes that he got were yeah. apparently crucial. Scott Fulton, however, said, Kalaf will never cease to amaze me with his shyness uh, and was then monstered by <laughs> several other of the, the Facebookers. Ian Buchanan, I'd forgotten how good Champions uh, League nights could be. What an atmosphere, and that was a less attractive of three games. Really looking forward to the bigger fish to fry now. And then there was a post about this book uh, that, that I've got coming out. Uh, which, mm, yeah. I, as you know, I, I really don't like to mention. Connor Wilson just had your, per- uh, your podcast for the first time. Excellent, quite funny as well. Oh well, that's nice. That is quite yeah. sweet, isn't it? Isn't he missing the point? Yes. Yes. I hope you don't listen to it for the football. Uh, and Jim Reed, Scott's nemesis, Jim Reed, uh, said, "Has anyone entered Fruit of the Loom T-shirt company yet for the bullets for the IRA competition? No, they hadn't, Jim. Uh, I remember Sadly, they made our T-shirt that we've given away in the competition. Oh, so." Is that mortar fire they've just given them? Handmade in the bog side. <laughs> and Collie Christopher Sandler Macaulay, and I'm not joking, that's his name. Collie Christopher Sandler Macaulay. Just found out about the podcast. Sounds great. We'll get it weekly. Keep it up. Don't slag him for his name if he's gone to download it. Fair enough. That's the listenership. Don't so slag him. He sounds like a law firm. There's <laughs> loads and loads and loads of people now. Actually, a scary amount of people. It's getting quite hard to moderate it. So come onto the Facebook. It's heart and hand on the Facebook. Uh, you can also get in touch with us at the email address, which is ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. That's ibroxrocks, R-O-C-K-S, at playbackmedia.co.uk. And you can follow us on Twitter, which several of you are doing. And I thought I'd neglected the Twitter, but it turns out when I post something on the Facebook, it goes into the Twitter. Ooh. So it's just all, you know, we're, we're really down with the, the heart. It's like scanners. You know, it's it's really cool. So get in touch with us. And we're going to need you because we have another competition. We have another prize. 
For an a actual price. An actual price. Scott, could you tell the listeners it's what we're giving away this week? Oh no, Scott got a book coming out. <laughs> oh God, can you imagine that? My life, uh, my life at the ballet by Scott Vandenacker. I think if I wrote a book, David, it would actually be a proper book and put your pathetic tome. It would just knock it for six right out of the playing field. Yes, it would. Uh, it would uh, I think we all know that. That's actually why I got in first. That's also why I didn't bother writing one. <laughs> so good would it be? I thought, why actually write it? Whereas in my mind, I can just think, God, that's great. Like that. Like that. See, I like that. Why bother writing one? What we're we giving away? We're giving away Barca, a people's passion by Jimmy Burns, which, as you'll imagine, is about Barcelona and its special place in the heart of the Catalan people. Also reviewed by Mark Dingwall as... Pure pish. Yes, he's told me several times. So well worth winning there, folks. Well, I think then it breaks down nicely to the listeners. The people who like Scott, Scott recommends this book. The people who like Mark, Mark doesn't like this book. Fraser, do you have anything either way? Haven't read it, couldn't say. You despise Barcelona anyway, don't you? Pretty much. Yes, yeah. yeah. He's I think we're all Madridista around this table, really. Yeah, I think there's a a Real Madridist bent uh, at this table, but... I'll teach you, probably. Yeah, I do quite like Barcelona. No, really, we're just bent. Hey! Um, so, this week, the competition, and I'm going to ask everybody here, we were talking earlier about football strips, what we have owned as children, because I was speaking to a young friend of mine in a, a Dave Lee Travis uh, DJ way, and uh, he couldn't believe black, that... Black we, yes, when, when we were kids, <laughs> that you could football strips were not 40, 50 quid a throw in, in Grieve Sports. You could get football strips from, you know, markets for like a fiver for the whole kit that came in a box. And I had some belters when I was a kid. I had Wolves, Aston Villa, Nottingham Forest, Liverpool away, New York Cosmos, Brazil, uh, loads and loads of them that used to be bought from this wee uh, Asian-owned market in Salkits. Man United, Liverpool, I said Liverpool, that's Spurs. Uh, loads and loads and loads of them. Uh, but we want to hear, first of all, we're going to go around our, our celebrity guests here and find out what uh, was the most obscure strip they owned. And then we want to hear from you, dear listener, what was the most obscure strip you owned and why? And the best one will win Barca, and it is a good book. You know, I don't want to say Mark, you can barely read. Scott, they did come in boxes, strips. They lasted two to three years before getting replaced by a new strip, and they were made of nylon that sort of really rubbed and really hurt your yeah, nips and arms. So but they were class, there was a timeless quality to them. Probably most obscure one I had at that time was Man City, because Man City then were not the juggernaut of international football that they aren't now either, but <laughs> are trying to pretend to be. Um, they were crap in the 70s, weren't they? Yeah, in the they 70s. Were. And it was a sort of sky blue Umbro effort with the big diamonds down the side, and a sort of white v-neck, and I absolutely loved it. I also had an orange Scotland strip with white socks and blue shorts, 82 World Cup away strip. Blue pinstripes. It wasn't orange, it was kind of ready pink. Burnt, burnt, burnt red. No, you, oh, you had a faded one. That's I had a, a faded you one. You had one that had been left in the sun. And my favourite was an old NEC Everton top. Sort of a, silk, a, silky. Yeah, that one. With the NEC sort of shadow. Yeah. Shadow oh, pattern on it. That was a quality kit. Yeah, but probably Man City because then they were not at all famous or well known or good. Okay, so. phrase. I, I didn't really have Well I had one What did, what did your, your father have uh, The butler bring you uh, <laughs> Up at Martin Mansions Well rugger. I went through a phase Of uh, I had an Argentina top In 86 West Germany top In 86 It would appear An that, Argentina top In 86 Aye Well done Are You, it, t- you it, traitor it would, appear, yeah. it would appear That anybody we'd fought In a war mode Man was quite keen To get the jails <laughs> on um, and a common term agent Or something Absolutely <laughs> yeah. um, I had Fortuna Dusseldorf which was slightly off-key. He is Timmy, isn't he, from Viz? I had a brilliant Ajax away top, which was red, white and blue, and it was the most 90s style pattern on it. Yeah, I remember that one, yeah. Kind of zigzag, diagonal, really brutal... 
Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. But um, that was, that, so that was probably the two obscure ones. There. Mark, I don't think I can ask you this because I'm pretty sure that given rationing the war, they wouldn't have been able to have got enough cloth to, to make your replica jersey back then. Well, the, the best one I got was the uh, was the Crystal Palace chocolate one, which <laughs> oh, people yeah. may remember. But in those days... You and he ate it. <laughs> you, could, you couldn't actually buy strips, so what we had to do is to wait until a BB team somebody had nicked enough and then they <laughs> and then they sold off what was left. Right? Right. So I got one him. Also my auntie Jenny made me a ranger strip. It was a blue do you remember sloppy Joe's? Is so, this some sex thing? <laughs> you used to be used to be able to get like uh, you know the actual Rangers badge. It was about the only thing right. they sold in the Rangers shop. Right? Yes. So she sewed on the badge, and it was at the time it was one of the last. You know the the V necks, like Wally Henderson era. Mm-hmm. You know with a V neck and the white bit, right? But she wasn't that good a seamstress. <laughs> so not only didn't she attempt to put on the white piping to get the V neck, she just cut a wee bit and then put a safety pin to draw it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it was, tragic. It was lovely. And that was recreated by Diodora for the three years that we had him. I used to work, uh, uh, producer Chris and I are from uh, co-winning, and uh, I was working in a factory, a textile factory, when I was at school in the the mid-90s, and Adidas is subcontracted out to this factory, making of two jerseys. And the first one was a Liverpool away kit. Uh, what was remarkable about it was the factory was was broken into fairly regularly, and everybody in co-winning seemed to own one of these. You would go into pubs and there would be, you know, 30 or 40 people wearing this strip. But two things about it. One, they were doing it three months before it was due for release. And two, they'd all been nicked before the collars had been sewn on. <laughs> so you had all these people. But then Adidas, in their wisdom, decided that the best place to make Ranger strips was co-winning. And the factory suddenly went up to being burgled every quarter of an hour. Uh, Turnstiles. Oh, God. It was, burger, you yeah. used to see people going out four sizes larger than when they came in because they put them on under their overalls. So, uh, yeah, that, that's some of the stripped debacles then from the, from the, the podders here on, on Heart and Hand. We want to hear yours. We want to hear your obscure strips. Uh, it doesn't count if you say I had a Rangers away strip in 1991. Mm-hmm. That's a bit pish. Um, let's say your really obscure one. My school team used to play in Scunthorpe United kits. Um, a primary school team again I think Mark's friend had probably nicked them for them Um, so let's hear them and the winner of that will receive the Barca book Okay, then that pretty much uh, brings us to the end of this week's Heart and Hand. Uh, next week will be a mini pod because we've got the international break and uh, I'm going to get into it because it, it seems to be two proper teams this time yeah. um, that, that we're getting beat by. So I'm gonna, uh, we're going to have a little mini pod uh, because when we took the week off for international week last, uh, last time, we got slaughtered on the Facebook. So uh, we're, we're not going to bother this week. We come to our section, Mark, any other bare business? Let's hear it. Do we think that Kirk Broadfoot is in another shout or right back when he's fit again? I think he's been great when he's been called on. Whitaker's not been wonderful. Should Kirk be the right back? For me, yeah, definitely. I think he'll play there for Scotland. Yeah, I, I, I think. Well, Hutton. Well, well sorry, in the left. I, should say. I think he'll play in the left. Absolutely. Phrase. Uh, two bits actually. Um, you and Cameron and Will Rodo's been quite, uh, quite good for Rangers fans. I think over the last couple of months. Um, although I was slightly concerned the night after the Bursaspor game when he was waxing lyrical about how great the atmosphere was. What's that song you guys do when you clap your hands and it just, and it builds up, it builds down again? But could somebody send me in the lyrics? I'd love to know what it is. Well, no, we could, we could send them them in. I, I don't know if he'll, it, suddenly that feature dies and you and just never <laughs> yeah. mentions it again. I have a sneaky suspicion that's the case. And also, um, an old friend of Rangers who I would urge everybody to have a look at on YouTube, uh, our famous New York black and blue bear, the Shogun, 
Um, he's done three videos this year. His most recent one is four minutes of pure drunken New York mentalness. And I urge everybody to have a wee look at Excellent. it. It's great. Did he shizzle your nizzle? He certainly did. Respect. Marco? Just wondering whether um, we have the, the best build-up to the Old Firm game or whether the Tims do. Motherwell followed by Valencia or a nice wee trip to Tanadice for them. No, I think we might be. I, I think the neutral SPL computer really would have had us pegged back by now. Yeah. Same with in the opening seven games, we four away despite being champions and, mm-hmm. and starting off, and then the both trips to Edinburgh and away to Sheepville. Yep. So to have to have twenty one points, I think is is remarkable. I'd like to give a shout out to everybody who took part uh, in the charity match, uh, the Diddy's Cup. Uh, that Simon Leslie organised and uh, he wanted me to thank the, the guys at the Bristol Bar for all the help on that one and after that well I'll just bring the podcast to a close by thanking my guest Mr Scott Vandenacker Astrid Leift Mr Fraser Martin Asante and Mr Mark Dingwall May your God go with you I'm David Edgar I'd like to thank our producers in London Mr Paul Miles and Mr Mike Lee and producer Chris Osborne This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at ibroxrocks.com. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on this podcast, please call our marketing partners, Sports Revolution, on 0207 580 2850 or drop them a line at info at sportsrevolution.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.